Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench, episode number 19. My name is Elvis Dahl from Summer Dental Laboratories in Zionsville, Indiana. Hi guys, I'm Barbara Wojan from Night Dental Group, Oldsmar, Florida. This is our last teen episode, so Elvis and I are celebrating. We're going to be into the 20s next week. We made it. I know, can you believe it? No. Can you believe it, episode 19? Seems like just last week we were doing episode 18. I can't believe that you've kept me on track this long, so I, I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's the true medal winning ability that I have. I know Keeping it is. Keeping Barbara on track. If anybody knows me, they know that's a true statement. So thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, we got part two of Von Grow today. This is where he starts talking about the actual DTG, the uh, Dental Technicians Guild, where it gets its start. And really, the power of social media, that's kind of how he starts everything. It's some fascinating stuff. Yep. Yeah, we were happy to interview him, and we're excited to bring it to you guys. I hope you enjoy it. It's great. Yeah, let's get right to it. Von Grow, part two. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. Because it's, you know, I get a lot of questions. I'm probably losing a lot of money. I'll refer them all to you, though, if you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just, it took a lot of work and a lot of experience. And um, I mean, that's really what builds kind of who we are. You know, it's like what you've been doing all of these years. If you, and and, you know, the way things are going, um, I encourage everybody to do that. If you have a special thing that you do or a niche or something that you, I encourage people to gravitate towards that and and be that guy or that woman or that person in your area, you know, like put a claim on that, say, Hey, you know, to, to the point where, and get it out there on social, any way you can market yourself as that. And and see, that's really cool what you just said, Barbara, and I'm, I'm humbled, but I'm also excited because what I've done over these past years of just sharing on social media, it seems to yeah, be working. definitely. And that's why I tell everybody to, I tell everyone to do that. I go, put your, you know, and I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're doing, you know, whatever you, you think you do, whatever that is for you, jump on that and say, hey, look, you know, and, and market yourself that way so that you know, eventually that's what will be happening. It's like, well, man, I, I do those, but I don't do them as good as Barbara. You should really call Barbara because have you seen yeah. her work? Get on Facebook, you know, put and it's just great. If we, we could all do that for each other, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I've learned enough to like, if I don't do something well, I don't try to like fake yeah. it until I make it. You know, I, I just say, I think a lot of techs are afraid to do that. They want to seem to their clients like they know how to do everything and, and it gets them in trouble, you know, because they'll lose accounts like that because they don't have the proper training. They want to say yes and then hurry and learn it and then try to do it. But it's like, it's okay too to just say, you know what? I don't do those. I don't know how to do that. I haven't had training in that, but, but Hey, if you ever have a case, like here's what I do do well 
really well. I have thousands of units in the mouth, right? Yep. Know your strengths, know your weaknesses, absolutely. Yeah, and if you have a weakness that you want to add to your lab, hire somebody that's strength or do a deal or a partnership, whatever you need to do to get that skill in your lab. I'm not saying you can't learn it. I'm just saying before you learn it, before you learn it, don't tell somebody you're like a pro or a master at oh, it. Yeah. It's going to be bad for you. Absolutely. I'd love to have you back on sometime to hear about the technique. I really don't know a lot about it, and I'm sure a lot of listeners don't know yeah, about it. Yeah, sure. I, you know what? I'm just on the cusp here of starting like a what I want to call the foil revolution. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, want to, I really want to see it come back in a big way. So the nickname that people have put on the veneers that I make is they call them Vonniers. Vonniers. So kind of, yep. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, you may see that more. I may just break open with that and just be like, look, here's one big like free for all. I'm just going to show everybody. I really want it to come back. So I really just, because I think I do, I think it's like important. I think it's a great tool to have in your tool belt. A lot of people would say, well, what's in it for you? And I would just say, you know what, just just to have it come back, have more options for the, our clients, you know? Absolutely. They, they, they see start to see cases like this, minimal prep and non, non-invasive dentistry cases come into their, you know, because in school they're just yep. taught to cut, cut teeth, traditional yep. preps, you know, full crown preps. Hey, that tooth has a problem, prep it. Just do a full prep on no, it. It's like, no, what? yeah. Like, wait a sec. <laughs> You're prepping natural tooth away oh. so we can just put it back and it's unnecessary, right? Especially these non-prep. If, if it's the right case, case selection is important, but if it's the right case, there is no reason to cut back, beautiful, especially young, like virgin tooth structure. Yep. It's like, what are we doing? Like, this is all backwards. We're cutting back enamel to put enamel back on. Like, if there's room and teeth are in the right position... Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I, I don't want to get into it cause it's an hour, two hour, three hour. I mean, so, but, but, El- <laughs> but Elvis, you're right. I mean, I would, I'd be happy to, to just talk about the foil technique too sometimes. So awesome. But the reason we have you on this time is to talk about this exciting organization you've put together. Yeah. I don't even know if organization is the right word. I guess it's guild, uh, yeah. dental technicians guild. Tell us about it. What is this all about? I wish I could tell you exact details or, or even try to say that, yeah, you know, it, it's all me or I planned this from the beginning because honestly, I didn't. The story's far more, I think, uh, tells a story of an organic growth, like uh, an idea and a, a story that everybody had on their mind already. I just kind of broke it yeah. open. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I guess here's where I'll start. First, people want to know about the skull, right? Yeah. Or, okay, hold on. First, I'm seeing the damaged goods, and then I'm going, how does that tie into the guild or what? So just so everybody knows, again, I've tried to have full transparency on this, that damaged goods is a brand. It's, it's a t-shirt company is what it is. Oh. And a couple of us technicians back in the day, this was like 2006, I want to say. And um, we said, you know what, let's do something that's not uh, related to dental at all. Let's just, we want a hobby. We want to do something fun. And so us four technicians, it was actually with Mark Willis. He was one of the original owners. And Bo Murphy, you've already talked to, was an original owner. 
and yeah. Jeff Barney and myself and all technicians. We all worked for Mark. So um, we started this back in 2006, I want to say, and we we just got this logo together. We're like, let's use a skull and let's let's you know put a D and a G in the eyes. And we just got all excited about this T-shirt company we were going to start or a clothing brand. Right. So yeah, we, we jumped on that and we started, sure enough, we registered the name. We got the domain. We're like, we're going to need a, we're going to need like a website and all this stuff. So, uh, we just got this, um, luckily we got the name cause we're like, there's no way damaged goods is open, right? Like we can't register this name, but sure enough, it was there cause we obviously have it. Long story short, we started this. We made a little online store. We hired a photographer, had a shoot, uh, so we could get all the product in there and everything. And so that became Damaged Goods, yeah. the t-shirt company. Then what happened is, fast forward uh, a few years, um, 2012, uh-huh. yeah. when I started Dark Horse Dental Studio, I wanted to know how I could market this, right? So I decided to go to Chicago um, as part of my research or kind of see what was going on, right? Because I had not been to the midwinter meeting in like four or five years went by. I was working for Mark and I just hadn't been out there. So I now that I had my dental lab, Dark Horse, I was like, I want to go out there and see what's happening. So I go out there and I was just blown away um, by a couple of things. There's three things that I always say I took away from there. First of all, it was how catchy the logo was. Yep. Um, okay. So, well, let me say this. The first thing was how many people knew me from Facebook. Because what I had done is I started some Facebook pages. I went to Facebook first and I said, how can I market Dark Horse on Facebook or on social media? I looked around. There wasn't much going on. They had a, a, a forum called Dental Laboratory Technicians. They had Style Italiano, which is like a huge... I, I think they have like 75,000 members, some crazy amount now, um, style Italiano. And so there was a few forums out there, but not many. So I said, hey, here's a start. So what I started doing is I made three pages. One was I thought would cover the whole gamut, right, which it, it didn't even begin yeah. to, but I thought it would. It was a good start. I started the pressed, official pressed page, and then I started the official wax page and the official foil and refractory veneer page. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to befriend every technician that I can mm-hmm. find. I'm going to befriend them on Facebook. So then I started doing that. Just anyone that was a technician, I was, I was, I want to be your friend. A request, request, request sent, right? Yeah. Then yeah. all of a sudden I had tons, like thousands of these technician friends. And when they would post, their work on their timelines, it would show up in my newsfeed. So then I would take that work and I would share it to one of those pages that I made. So what happened is, is, and they were thankful for that. Hey, Vaughn, thanks for sharing my work. You know, because now all these people that belong to those pages see my work all at one time. So by the time I got to Chicago that year in 2013, at this point, I went uh, and all these people just were like, Vaughn, the Facebook guy, right? Hey, you're the Facebook guy. You're the Facebook guy. It was weird to the point where I got into meetings I didn't pre-register for. I mean, there was like, and and the people there that worked there were like, yeah, yeah, Vaughn, I know you. Like, come in. They, they knew who I was. So I'm like, the power of social media is crazy. It's huge. Huge. 
It can make yep. people. It can break people. It can, you know, and so I just got in at the, at the right time doing that. And so sure enough, even some of these quote unquote, what you'd call superstars, right? Thomas Singh and Jungo Endo and um, Russ Rug and some of these legend guys, they even, they're like, Vaughn, wait, that's familiar. I, I know you, Josh Polanski and so on and so forth, right? So it was really cool because that year I just wore my name tag around and everyone was saying Vaughn from Facebook. I ran into Jungo Endo and he gave me, or he saw that on the back of my badge, I had a damaged goods sticker. It's awesome. So he says, Vaughn, can I have one of those stickers? And I happen to have a stack of them in my pocket. So I hand him one. He sticks it on his tray that he's demonstrating with. And all day long, he's opening yeah. this tray and this damaged goods sticker is just <laughs> popping up. And everyone's asking him about it, right? And then he's saying, well, that's Vaughn's logo. So he's pointing them to me, and then I'm giving out stickers. So by the end of the day, I had no stickers. <laughs> People mm -hmm. were calling me the Facebook guy. And the third thing I picked up was CAD Cam and how crazy that just spread. Like, I mean, I couldn't believe, right? I mean, the last time I was in Chicago, there was a few machines out being like, you know, displayed and saying, hey, we can make crowns on these things and all this stuff. Well, this was like stepping onto the stock market exchange, like floor room, you know, that's what I felt like. So I went down to the exhibit hall and I'm just like, oh my gosh, just lines and lines of companies that were had their new CAD CAM machines out. Yeah, it's every booth now. It oh seems my gosh. Like. Yeah. And some of them were bragging and saying, you know what, in five years, technicians will be obsolete. And, you know, the stuff that you hear now that we kind of laugh at. Uh, but this yep. was five years ago, and um, obviously we're still around. There's still a huge need. I would say there, there's even possibly yeah. a bigger need for knowledgeable technicians at this point. Oh, yeah. I remember five years ago, everybody was, you'd be able to hire video game players to design and oh, do yeah. your work. And yeah. Yeah, wow, did we learn the hard way that doesn't work? Those mills, they, you'll never have a problem, right? Yeah, no, you don't, you'll never need text support. They'll never go down. Yeah, you don't need text anymore. No, yeah, that's what they were yeah. saying. So Elvis, that's what I came back with. Uh, those are the three things that I took was, was just the crazy amount of CAD CAM and how they were saying, hey, this is like taken over. And I'm going, well, what about a small lab like me, like a handmade? You know, I'm not really looking to go digital right now nor could I afford that, right? But they're saying if I don't do that, if I don't get on board with something, I'll be left behind. So what, oh, yeah. what am I going to do to survive and all this stuff? And I talked to a few other technicians there, and they're, they're asking the same thing. They're like, well, I can't afford that. I mean, back then, five years ago, too, and prices have come down, but you're talking investing like 150 grand into, oh, your, into yeah. your one- or two-man lab? How's that going to work? I know who can afford it, but I certainly can. So back then, um, what I did is when I went home, I remembered that. I went those three things. I went, okay, here's here's my takeaways, okay? Social media is powerful. Uh, people like the logo, whether it's dental or not. Those stickers went flying out the door, and I mean, out of my pocket. And then, uh, I mean, it was just so there's something there. I need to know how to tie that in. And I said, you know what? Maybe it's how we're feeling as technicians. Could it be that 
we're the damaged goods, right? Like the dirty dozen or the, you know, uh, we're in the trenches. We're the guys, you know, the one to two man labs trying to survive this in this day and age. Right. And it just kind of clicked. It like resonated with everybody. And the third thing was, um, so you have social media, the logo, and then, you know, just, uh, just the cat cam issue and how we were going to approach that or, or, you know, when that wave was, is coming, right. So how are we going to do this and how are we going to survive? And, you know, um, so anyway, that, that's really what caused me. I couldn't like sleep. I couldn't stop thinking about it when I got back. So what I did is I just wrote up a mission statement out of nowhere. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing with this, but I'm going to start a cause. Like I'm going to write up this mission statement. I'm going to say, look, no one was trying to look up synonyms for groups. I'm like, I don't want to just call it a group. This is more than a group. Like, what is it? So the guild came by uh, to pass because back in the day in a guild, if you were in a guild, uh, first of all, you apprenticed for that for a long time. You know, you, you, you joined the guild as an apprentice and then you worked your way up. Yeah. You know, back in the day, if you wanted like a really good piece of glass or metal or whatever, you actually had to go to the guild and get that from a group of people. So I thought it was really cool that we called it Dental Technicians Guild because uh, what we were trying to do is preserve high quality handmade restorations by individuals and offer um, you know these restorations that were emulating nature and the best thing for the patients and this and that. So that's kind of what we proclaim or what we try to do in DTG is we try to be known for that to uh, just preserve that handmade quality. And um, so really that, that, that's what happened. That's how DTG got started. And to be honest, I wrote up a mission statement. I thought I'll either be the laughing stock of the profession or this will take off and do something. And it did. <laughs> you know, pleasantly, like to my, to my surprise. Yeah. I started putting it out there and, um, just to my close friends that I had. And then it just got bigger and bigger. And uh, you know what, to be honest, I never even put the damaged goods like watermark on my pictures. Somebody else did that first and then showed me said, Hey Vaughn, what do you think of this? And uh, you know, let's not really even say who we are, but we're the damaged goods. You know, we feel like damaged goods, you know, there's, there's offshore, there's all this stuff against us, but we're going to like, so it was really cool. It was like an underground, organic. When it started, it was so fun. Very cool. Because no one knew what the heck was going on. They were like, well, I'm starting to see this everywhere, but what is it? Like, you know, and, and these guys put out these awesome pictures and they watermark it with this skull, but like, what is it? And so it was really fun. I had like the best time back then because, you know, it was like no one knew who it was, but it was like spreading quickly and... So really the brand damaged goods helped to bring everybody to me or to our group. And then I could explain to them what the dental technicians guild. Yeah. Is all about. Yeah. That makes sense. Awesome. Love yeah, it. Absolutely. Thank you. When did the magazine come into play? So, you know what? The magazine was always a part of it. And if you ever read, I guess you can't read unless you're actually invited to the dental technicians guild, but from the beginning, the, these, few things were in the original invite and they're still there today. I still send the original one out along with some other guidelines that now that the group is bigger and it's worldwide and all this stuff, you know, 
Um, but um, basically the magazine was an idea from the beginning as well, that there was actually a few things. I wanted to start the social media group. I wanted to start the magazine and I wanted to someday have like a Hogwarts school of dental technicians, like some kind of a super, yeah. uh, like, and I knew that would be the hardest one to do because I did not have the capital. I still really don't. That is a dream is to start an education center that just tries to fix the, the education arm in the USA. Just like what's going on right now is really sad. You, there's not a, a uh, really um, places to get educated anymore on what we do. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's a few places, but they're they're dwindling or dead or dying. They're just not. I mean, the USA. If you want to be honest with yourself, we're behind the rest of the world in dental technology. Yeah, we just are. You know, Europe's killing it. The the Japanese and Asian countries are killing it. South America is in Mexico. Oh my gosh. The work coming out of those parts of the world, I mean, just blowing my mind, yeah. right? I mean, but but here in the States, it's just they're closing. We're losing all of our – so if, if nothing else, we're needing it more than ever to have some kind of an institute like that that can teach new students. And not only that, market the – the idea, like I said, there there is no youth right now saying, when I grow up, I want to be a dental technician. Yeah. You know, dentists, maybe because it's well, it's out there. It's well, you go see your dentist, whatever, but we're like the people behind the curtain, you know, and it's hard to come. We have all these slogans in the DTG. One of them has come out of the shadows because I think one of the unique things that DTG was able to do was get all of these lab owners that dot the United States, you know, we're kind of under this umbrella right? All together, we do the same thing. We just don't know each other. Like, how do we connect? I'm a one to two guy, two man lab. I hear all these rumors about CAD cam and how it's going to take over. And I, you know, this lab down the street from me, they got bought, they got acquired and bought and, and they're no longer there. I knew that owner for years. What's I'm like kind of scared. I don't know what's happening. Right. Well, on social media, the DTG allowed all of those voices of the smaller labs to come together. And so that's what I did. The last five years, I've just been searching out who are these people who feel the same way, uh, like-minded, we call it. It's not for everybody, okay? I, I realize that. I'm not trying to convert or, like, change everybody's mind into the way that I think. All I'm trying to do is I, I found that the way that I think a lot of people think that way, but they either weren't able to connect with other technicians or they were just afraid to come out and say, hey, preserve, you know, let's raise the bar. Let's not jump in on and, and participate in the race to the bottom or the cheapest crown. Nor can I afford that because I'm going to close my doors, right? That's where yeah. the fear is coming yeah. in. Yeah. And sadly, you guys, the bigger companies, the corporate people i mean they they love that i mean i'm just telling you like i mean they love that because that means you know more people will go out of business and their businesses will grow and um you know it's a business model i'm not angry at it it's just not my business model so i can't identify nor agree with that mentality that hey we'll push the almighty dollar no matter who it crushes, what we do, you know, our bottom line is, is the main thing that we're concerned with. 
and we're going to go forward based on that alone. I have some moral issues with that, and um, I just that's my whole beef when I, you know, people think, oh, Vaughn, he's, you know, he's anti-corporate, you know, he hates Glidewell, he hates all this. You know what? I'm for anything that's educating young technicians proper ways of uh, making teeth that look like teeth or, um, you know, wanting to raise the bar of dentistry and get these patients and our clients the best possible result that they can get. Yeah. And you know what, when you talk about it, you can hear the passion in your voice. Like it's coming right through loud and clear. Some of us who work in large laboratories, you know, that are um, largely corporate and have, you know, niches of, you know, areas in the lab that do do the high end work, you know, that we are, you know, where we are and we still love the industry and we still love to do great work. And so I echo um, your sentiments, you know, and I, uh, I, I, I respect where you're coming from. Well, Barbara, that, that means a lot to me because, you know, I do get talking about what I'm passionate about, but here's something I've also learned. There are passionate people inside of every this includes any huge lab, any, any way that really do care about that. And they really do are passionate people and they want yep. the same thing. So I'm not about to say, uh, you know, that this is, this applies to everybody or every big lab or anything like that. I know. And, and I learned that from meeting with associations like the, the NADL and I've met personally with these people and they are passionate people that, they're doing all that they can, but you know what? At some point, I guess more what I'm speaking to at some point, there's all kinds of red tape and government bodies and, and people that, you know, as you go up higher and higher and higher, you find out it comes down to a few people that are making all of these important decisions for everyone else. And it's, it's the same everywhere. You know, you give all this time back and, you know, you try to do all of these great things to move forward. I want to thank Von Groh for his interview. I love this guy's passion for the industry. We enjoyed this interview so much that this is the first time on Voices from the Bench. We're actually going to have a part three. So make sure you join us next week for one more episode of Devon and uh, part three next week. Join us. All right. If you like what he's saying and you don't know much about him and you can get to Utah on August 16th, kind of a short notice, they're having the DTG Symposium. Big names in the industry and some great speakers. Yeah. If you're interested, check out dtgevents.com for more information. If you're listening to this episode before midnight on August 6th, which is the day it comes out, you can still get a Voices from the Bench t-shirt where all the profits go to the Foundation of Dental Lab Technology. After midnight, the fundraiser's over. So if you haven't got a t-shirt yet... Today is your last chance. Check it out. If you go up to the link on the top of our website, VoicesFromTheBench.com, you'll see a link to uh, get a t-shirt. Today's our last chance? Then what? No more? Well, I don't know. We'll see. This is a fundraiser for the Foundation of Dental Lab Technology, so we'll just have to see if the demand is still there. I hope the demand's there, because that race is coming up in three weeks, and... uh... I'm preparing for it, so let's get so let's court for it, guys. Thank you. Well, speaking of the foundation, make sure you head over to dentallabfoundation.org and make a donation to the Race for the Future. If you put voices from the bench as a racer, it will be applied to Barb. So I hope I'm not going to race this year, but we'll be cheering everybody on. But I started thinking about all the people who are racing that were guests on this podcast. Yeah. 
Chris Bormis, yep. Sean Siegel, Sean Nowak, Steve Killian, and actually a few others that have been interviewed, but their episodes haven't aired yet. So it's a great group of people doing some crazy stuff for a good cause. Make sure you head over to dentallabfoundation.org. And I want to thank everyone who's telling other technicians about us. We're constantly growing, Mm -hmm. but please keep it up and let everybody know. The more listeners, the better. And if you get a chance and you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. We haven't had one in a while, and we would appreciate it. That's right. Thank you so much. We appreciate the support. All right, everybody. Have a great week, and we will see you next week for part three of Vaughn. Have a good one. Bye. Well done, my friend.